friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your ears. This is the Demo Team Podcast. Uh, we're the only podcast that supports your addiction to Dance Gavin Dance. My name is Cash Spicer. Before I introduce everyone else, I want to apologize for something I did last week. Um, I uh, mislabeled our episode last week. It was part two, not part three. This is part three. Or I guess it was two weeks ago. Um, or, or Cash, or, is this part two and a half? This Part two and a half, you're right. It could be part two and a half. I guess we'll just call that the episode that... Anyways, I was like on three hours of sleep and just like dropped the ball on that shit. But let's so uh, long time listeners are looking for part two right now. They're, they're yeah, I know they're just they're searching around. Maybe I'll make this like part five and confuse everyone. <laughs> yeah. I can All still feel right. this episode, bro. <laughs> part what was it? I I I I. I think he's on, like, part seven or eight by now. <laughs> he changes the numbering. He goes back between Roman numerals and uh, letters and just all kinds of different things. He who shall not be spoken. So how are you doing, Ryan? I'm doing pretty good here today, Cash. Um, I've got, like, you know, sunshine in the sky. It's not too hot. There's actually a breeze. Um, I've been nice. busy with the, the music and just writing a lot, but... Other than that, I'm pretty good. What about you, David? How you been? <clears throat> Shoot, man, I've been vibing. Yeah, I've been trying to focus on uh, music here more and there. <clears throat> you know, this, you know, between all the working and all that shit, music, music is a good outlet from all that. So I feel that. What about yeah. you, Moses? Sorry, David, it's cut you off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Yo, I'm doing all right. I'm here in uh, Toronto, Canada, enjoying the Sunny view Canada. from my hotel. It no actually baseball. rained uh, today. But yeah, <clears> I'm, I'm here and I'm quarantined for two weeks because the law says that I have to. What hotel are you in? Uh, I'm at the Doubletree in downtown Toronto. So <laughs> Sounds fancy. Yeah, come, come down and hang out and... Uh, Social distance with me. <laughs> Binge watch anime with Moses. Dude, first thing, first like thing after these two weeks are over, I'm going to go to Niagara Falls for sure. Oh, Do God. it. Go down the barrel. <laughs> uh, how you doing, Cash? Uh, I'm all right. I'm all right. Um, had a pretty hectic week, but things are pretty good now. So, I guess we should uh, hop on in to my favorite part of Mothership, the uh, ending part of the end. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Before we get into that, I thought we were going to talk about something big that happened last weekend. What? Something big? Yeah. Uh, A little band called DGD, Dance Gavin Dance, they, uh, they played a show on the internet. It was, it was pretty awesome. Uh, I don't know. Wait, I think they played a show on the internet? They did. Uh, Wait, a little how? venue called the internet. They oh. live-streamed it. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so totally the whole cool. world could see it? The whole world. And I think I think they actually made some pretty good numbers off of that, that stream. Some bands. 
Yeah, it was dope. Um, I think me and David watched the whole thing, right? Yeah, yeah, whole thing. So, so what do you think, David? Yeah, no, it was a great, nice little treat because, uh, you know, with the uh, way the world is right now, uh, obviously you can't see a DGD concert like that. And uh, shoot, of course, any, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure most fans wish they could be in the pit, but this was, you know, next best thing, and I appreciate them doing this for us. You know, it was, and you know, it, it was pretty cheap, you know, and I'm, you know, glad I could support the band. So, and uh, I gotta say, man, like. They performed wonderfully, dude. They, uh, you know, they, they, they've been practicing. They did the reps. You know, I'm sure some of them took it easy, but like, you know, if you just go by vocal performance alone, like they brought it. You know, John and Tillian and the whole band. They everybody sounded great. Um, the video and like audio production quality was, you know, top tier. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. They played a pretty good set. They pre- played like. Mostly singles off of Afterburner and, like, the hits that you would see, um, you know, at a regular show. So I was kind of expecting to, I was kind of expecting to get, like, some more, uh, Afterburner songs, but but they didn't, which, you know, is fine. Um, you know, maybe they're planning on doing this again and, like, they'll probably change the set list up, but who knows? If that will happen again, um, I know that. Uh, Go ahead. Uh, I mean, I, I I didn't see the concert. I was busy driving around Texas at that point, and I didn't get. I didn't have any time this week to see it. But um, I've been on Twitter today, and Tillian did a poll to, for like the play, not the not like a whole poll, but he said, "What y'all what what people would prefer for their next set list if they were to do a hypothetical." online concert again and i mean what the choices were like all of afterburner all of mothership or uh, a fan vote or tra- or a uh, headstrong times 12 but like that was obviously a joke maybe it's not i don't know i think it'd be cool to if they did <laughs> at some point but but uh so i think there might be a chance that they do the whole fans select the set list again like they did last spring so nice you know i would i would really like to uh watch them cover headstrong but not only headstrong like they'd have to throw in is it echo or echoes by uh trap maybe some drowning pool too yeah but i would say if they played headstrong 12 times in a row dude like i don't think anybody would ever like sit down after that like like standing ovation you know like that that would just go on for all it's time. like um when uh kanye and jay-z uh kanye has been the news lately and jay-z would pl- would go on tour together after uh watch the throne and they'd play uh in paris like six times in a row to end their concerts that's like nine minutes of music so a couple things about that live stream (laughs) um i think david mentioned it's like 10 bucks i think it was like 13 after service fees and it really kind of paid for itself because um like anybody who uh paid for the concert and you know and watched it is gonna get a 10 dollar coupon off of exclusive merch so in a a variant in a way it kind of paid itself off 
like, all right, um, well, now your $30 shirt's only going to cost $20, so. I, I, I mean, that's the cool. cheapest DGD concert I think you'll probably end up ever going to, except for me, because yeah. one time I actually, I got into a DGD concert for free, and that was awesome, but what? I don't think it's ever going to happen again. <laughs> I'm sure you yeah. bought a ton of merch, though. What? I'm sure but you I got bought, it for free, but you bought all the merch. You know? Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> bought Portal. lots of Dance Gavin I mean, Dance merch all over the years. All, all yeah, of course, definitely. One hundred percent. I've supported them with my streaming. I'll tell you that. One hundred, dude. Like I'm, I'm. It's always me. But uh, back on Headstrong, I think it'd be cool if they covered Headstrong twelve times in twelve different styles. That'd be awesome. Oh, if they changed it up, that'd be pretty cool. Get, let me get a reggae version of Headstrong. Let's get a Spanish version of Headstrong. Reggaeton, yeah. Tilliam's got it. <laughs> so, uh, but, oh, for for the live stream, for the live stream, my highlight was uh, watching them play Uneasy Hearts and having having Andrew Wells sing that first verse because he knocked it out of the park. Definitely the highlight of the show for me. Honestly, yeah, I I gotta agree. You know, I think that's like one of well. I think he's done that a couple times. I've, I've heard, but that was the first time I ever heard it done like that. And he yeah, killed same. It. Yeah, his like range and it was like a nice take. It was like really smooth. But they played a uh, they played lemon meringue Thai also, which was cool. Um, oh, yeah. Obviously, evaporate and Chucky. They played one in a million, prisoner, uh, stroke god. Yes, that was cool, because that yeah. was, like, I wasn't expecting that one, and they played that, and it was dope. They played Strawberry's Wake. So they played three singles. I th- one thing that I uh, did notice, though, like, I didn't get a chance to watch the whole thing. I've only watched, like, clips and seen stuff that's shared on the, on the you know, Swamp Posting, stuff like that. But um, one thing that definitely I feel like we should probably bring attention to is like the little interludes that they played between the songs. Yeah, those that was really uh, cool. They like played interludes. And for those who are uninitiated, they take like you know a small fragment of the song and they kind of make it like a guessing game of like what's coming next and what's coming next. Yep. It's just oh it's God. really nice. It's just oh. Did they play it. the intro to Pussy Vultures? Is that what you're saying? They tease everyone with that? Well, no. I did mean, they? As cool as that would be, I don't think they did. Because I remember <laughs> when they did the AMA and they said, we might play the intro, but not all Pussy Vultures. Oh, uh, that's awful. So the whole the whole interlude thing, um, they did that in on the So What Fest, I think, uh, I don't even know how many years ago it was. It could have been two or three uh, I believe they did it when I saw them at Warp Tour also, but um, it kind of felt, it it felt it forced, and they definitely polished it up uh, for this performance. They they kind of flow better with the songs. Yeah, I yeah. saw at uh, Los Rages last year, and the, the, those things were uh, prevalent throughout the interludes. The tweet yeah, songs. and I believe they've you know, these, you know, they've kind of been doing that intro and interlude thing, you know, since Mothership came out, I believe. It's a nice little touch. Um, If they were to do a, a live stream again, what song from Afterburner would you want to hear? Like, 
top one that they didn't play before. And uh, name another non-Afterburner song. Jesus. I mean, if I had to pick one from Afterburner, I'd probably say, like, I'd love to hear Into the Sunset, but I think uh, Parallels would probably be very interesting to see live. I agree. That'd be so yeah. fun. But what will they play from Afterburner? I don't have the set list in front of me. They I played see one they, played played the, they, played, they played all the singles except Lyric Sly, basically. Oh. I'd probably take it here. Man. Five, I think. Or actually, See, no, nothing shameful. Probably, well, or into the sunset. See, yeah, those three. Man. Is my favorite, too. Really? I Oh, and they I'm didn't play the Three Wishes thing. also. But I, I, I'd i either go gotcha. with Parallels or Three Wishes. That'd be fun. Uh, personally. Oh, uh, what was it? Oh, no. So, Parody Catharsis. That'd probably yeah, be one of... That, be oh, fun. man, I love that outro. Like, I love that whole song, but that outro... Is it just top tier, like? Right, yeah, we get that. We get to see Will do that little, that cool little rap interlude thing. That's like one of my favorite parts, honestly. Um, so yeah, an Afterburner song and a, you know, another album. Shoot, that's hard. That's hard. Yeah. But, uh, so there's nine other albums. Ooh, uh, turn off the lights, part two. Screw. Oh. <laughs> that's that a good really one. Cool. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. That or that or Man of the Year or yeah, doesn't like and yeah they should have yeah, you know just um, another banger. I don't know, maybe open your eyes, look north. Yeah, I don't want them to do something crazy like Skyhook or Powder to the People. <laughs> maybe Purple Rain. Y'all just keep picking the ones I want to hear. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, have they ever played Don't Tell Dave live before? Because I think that would just be like. I mean, they, they did just with do it Kurt, once. Kurt, I doubt it. They did it with Kurt? All right. Yeah. Um, like I mean, them. they should just do it, like, once. Just And Dude, just make sure it's a recorded cool. concert and just get it out of their, just get it out of everyone's system. I mean, if I had to pick one from a different album, I'd probably say turn off the lights and watching Back to the Future part one or two. Two, probably. But if I got one, I wouldn't complain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, I guess I think Johnny shines on that, honestly. Part one. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of things I would pick, but I don't want to u- pick the usual suspects for me. So <laughs> I'll go with Don't Tell Dave because I'd be really aw- if I if it was a live concert, like I was actually there. Like I think that would be like a super yeah. fun song to, to like be in a pit for. That's the thing, though. Like. Like, they're basically doing a sound check. Like, there's no audience to, like, party and, like, oh, I hope you brought your friends, you know, like, you know. So it's, it'd be great, but it's, like, the worst for that situation. But I think it probably also works out in some ways, too, because, like, it's, <laughs> I mean, like, I, I don't know, like, are they going to are they gonna want to do the interludes, like, in, in a live setting, like, a, a outside of a controlled setting or things like that. I mean, like, I didn't see it, so I, don't, there's, I probably can't really speak on this at all. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, there's, I think there's a lot of stuff that they could do in a controlled setting that they might not be able to do outside of that in, like, a real venue if they really wanted to. I mean, they do the, they did the interludes um, in, like, an actual venue. Okay. 
But I mean, like, if they really wanted to be experimental and do crazy stuff, I feel like this would be the time to do it. Absolutely. I, like, I'm looking forward to the hopefully juicy ass nudes, like DGD set lists with like a good combination of, you know, you know, new singles from Afterburner and, you know, you know, some good stuff from, you know, Tillian era. Yeah, so so Under Oath, Under Oath is doing the same thing, but they they have like three shows lined up. Like, what is it? Yeah. Uh, that album that starts with the D, and <laughs> the Sound of Separation, I think, is the other one. But like, they're also doing my favorite. They're only chasing safety, so I'm gonna watch that. I I think it's 15 bucks, but. They got a pretty good review on on the first show that they did. Like it was a really good quality. So, um, how long do you think before someone just puts on like a festival of like bands doing this? I mean, there's been there's been like live stream festivals, but definitely not. Well, I guess there was an EDM one that was pretty big. Yeah, I mean, but that's like a little different, I think. Like a yeah, there hasn't been festival. one. There hasn't been one for the scene, but yeah. I mean, like, I, I don't think there's been festivals, on that. but I don't think there's been, like, festivals for, like, um, like, actual band, like, DJs, I feel like that's, like, a little easier to do, because, I mean, they did the one with, on Tidal, and I think Daft Punk was supposed to be on it, but then they didn't end up being on or something. Well, but, there, there was a festival, there, no, there's been festival, festivals for bands, but, like I said, it's not bands in the scene, yeah. and... But like there's there's been like a like a IG live music festival called Social Distancing Fest and that's like bands that are like way under the scene like up and coming like more punk rock bands that, you know like basically like the local bands that we would see in high school type of thing. Interesting. Yeah. So there is there is tons of content out there. You just got to look for it. truth see i say that all the time when i hear rock is dead or something like that that's like brah this scene is pretty alive and well like, like sort Swancore. of i mean Swancore is but like i'd say post-hardcore Post. scene has its issues but that's another conversation it's gonna come back though yeah i think i think like if i die first and wrist meets razor Away. I think like after um after everything like goes or whatever whenever the pandemic is done I don't want to say go back to normal but like when the pandemic is over I think everyone's gonna rush out to concerts where you can mosh and shit like that at because they're just gonna have all this pin up energy so I could see things kind of blowing back up whenever this is over but we'll see. Shall we uh, move on to Mothership, or do anyone else have anything else to say? Uh, let's do it. All right. Mothership. I love the tail end of this album. Like, I think the second half is really strong, in my personal opinion. Um, I don't know if y'all feel the same way, but... I feel I like s- this album has no weak <clears throat> moments, to be honest, except the beginning of... Uh, what's that song? The Cringe uh, Fest. Coffee. If I had to give this whole album like a weak moment, that would be the only one, which I I kind of chuck like 
I don't know, chalk it up to just personal, like, yeah, personal reference, because I, like, I do know that it's kind of fun, and people love it, just, I don't know, just kind of, not for me. But if it wasn't for that, like, the album would be completely flawless. I mean, I, I'm looking at the set list, too, and it's like, dang, like, set list. that's, like, <laughs> the only song, well, track list, well, track list. Track list. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, no, no, yeah, I just thought it was. I, I, I didn't mean to shit on you. I was just, I just kind of thought it was funny. <laughs> it sounds like we're doing a performance almost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My body. Okay, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Check. <laughs> <laughs> um. Shit. Where is it? Basically, yeah, this song, Flossy Dicky. Yeah, that intro is like a little. Like it can be grading the sound, or it's just like not like his best line you know like i can see that yeah but Maybe we're not here to talk about flossy dicky starting off on because we're not betrayed. here to talk about flossy dicky yeah flossy betrayed dicky. by the game who wants to start um i mean i don't have a lot to say but um betrayed by the game like i don't know we get like major breakup vibes like in this song i really enjoy like that main riff that's played you know, during the verses. Yeah. Um, it's a catchy riff. Yeah, and I feel like when a when a DGD fan gets in a car accident, the first thing they think about is <laughs> this song and, like, making a post about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I completely so, feel that. Honestly, like... The, like what's up? I, I was going to... I mean, one of my points is, like, I kind of feel like after you get in a car accident, songs that talk about car accidents kind of make you feel some type of way. You know what I mean? It just kind of like it. It just, I don't know. It, it, it like reminds you of, but like not like in a bad way, but it's like almost, it almost makes you feel embarrassed. I think that's at least my experience with it. I think. Okay. Yeah. I haven't it's been funny. in like a crazy car. Like I've been in a, you know, like a little like fender bender, but nothing too crazy. Going back to the to the song, so the post-chorus and, like, bridge section, like, instrumentally, it kind of reminds me of, like, that band M83. Um, like, just yeah. very, like, atmospheric, especially if you're listening to the instrumental. And, like, Tim is doing, like, this really cool, like, tremolo picking, or maybe he has, like, a sustain pedal on his bass that's creating a vibrating effect. And I, I just really enjoy the contrast of, like, having this epic, dreamy, instrumental part, and then having John kind of, like, scream over it. And, like, you know, his lyrics are, are pretty, uh, like, I don't know. I, I really like the, like the lyrics in that part especially. Like, what does he say? I rain destruction in the fight of my inner feels. That has to be, like, one of my favorite lines from John. And, like, I don't know, the song has, like, a really, like, beautiful outro, too, like, with, like, a bunch of vocal tracks just kind of, I don't know, like, leading us to the end of the song. And that's pretty much all I have. Um, speaking on that outro real quick, I just wanted to say, like, in the music video, like, the outro being, like, a Muzak version... Like or it sounds like you're in an elevator and you get like the elevator version. I just, I also uh, love that a lot. No, the outro is like a really awesome part of the song. Mm -hmm. Um, 
one thing off the contrast thing is like I kind of feel like the whole song is kind of contrast is like a whole contrast. Like when like a lot of it is I think most of the song is Tillian singing rather than John screaming. But like in the like the verse parts, like I think the I think Tillian the way Tillian singing like lined up with the guitar, like the guitar parts kind of weird, honestly. And but while Tillian's sounding more poppy, and I think it makes for a really cool contrast there as well. Um, I feel that. Yeah, I would I would like to know like kind of what was the inspiration behind that guitar riff? Like if there's like I don't know some kind of vibe or like that Will was trying to create or or something like inspired it? Because I know sometimes like certain guitar riffs like. Oh, I want to play something that makes me think of like this, or like I don't know, just something like I wonder if there's a story behind it, other than like I made this cool sound. Yeah, uh, I I always got the vibe that it's just like oh yeah, look at this cool cool if I can repeat I don't know. <laughs> Personally, I mean, it's the but no, weedly weedly gene. I mean, I'm all. I'm all yeah. I'm all for the idea that Will Swan is just like Stuart from Mad TV, and he's just like, look what I can do. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically the ba- this band. <laughs> it it almost mean, sounds like he's trying to make his guitar cry type of thing. Like, I guess that that's kind of what that like little riff reminds yeah. me. Yeah, it's like <laughs> kind of weird to speculate on what Will's doing because he's like so like soft spoken too, and so you it's like I don't know, doesn't feel like you know what I mean, like. He, his guitar definitely does. His guitar does definitely spin. does well, though. Yeah, it does, and it's like, but it's like hard to really say where his mind is, like in any moment, because I don't know. I'm just... I mean, I think that kind of goes with it, dude. His guitar speaks for him. Yeah, <laughs> I, I totally, I'm totally down with that, and I'm happy for that. That's all. I'm all about it. Does anyone have anything else to say about this song? Or actually, yeah. So it. I can basically relate to the whole, like, you know, I have a Betrayed by the Game story. And it's like, I, I deadass did trash my car. And then uh, I, I right after that, I, went, I was trying to call my girlfriend, but she was, like, busy or something like that. Uh, she was like, yeah, no, I can't call you after you got in a car crash. And then, and then actually, in that same night, she dumped me. So, like, oh, whoa. that, that wow. was the thing. Yeah, I was like, "Wow, thanks, girlfriend. You're you're awesome." Um, yeah, so it's like I I literally had to have a story that relates to the song, and and to be honest, this track, like whenever it first came out, like I wasn't vibing with this. I was like, uh, I just kind of thought like it sounded more mainstream, like especially like down to like that riff, like you know, it's a cool riff and all, but like I don't know, just like with how they used it throughout the song, like I just got you know that was like kind of like my first impressions. <laughs> but it's like you know, I, like I, now, like I see it for what it is, and it's a cool song. But like, I don't know, honestly, to be completely honest, it's fun. It's probably one of my like least listened to on this album. But I begrudgingly am related to the song, like almost too close, you know. Yeah. <laughs> honestly, <So that's> awesome. <laughs> that kind of reminds me of my car crash story too. Um, but it came out. My car crash was like before the song came out. But like I was going to. I was trying to drive like across town to go see this girl <laughs> and so I was like rushing around and I get and I total a car my dad picks me up oh, no. and like and he's like not 
speaking to me because he's pissed off at me and like we're listening and he just has a radio on and like that Iconopop song is like on it was like really big back then the one that says I, I crashed my car to, yeah I don't care <laughs> and I think, I, think I think he was trying to like torture me with it almost whenever <laughs> it came on <laughs> He just but, had it on repeat. <laughs> yeah, and it almost felt like a, it was just like so popular. It was just like felt like it was just played multiple times. I was on that car ride back. Right. Yeah, That's, that shit sucked. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Moses, can you correct me if I'm wrong? But doesn't Andrew Wells play the guitar on this track? Like he helps play, I should say. Um, you know what? I don't have it in my notes, so I'm gonna say no. But. I'm looking at track info at genius.com and it says it. I wouldn't trust it. But I don't know, it could be. I trust you. Hold on. I will see. The music video is definitely, uh, it kind of goes, I feel like it goes with the song because it's definitely like a clash. Like there's this just contradictions everywhere. You got like dudes in a donut shop, but they're like acting like uncanny and like creepy and weird and like the track itself it sounds more like a, a more like upbeat like pop bubble number but like the the lyrics themselves are kind of just like distraught and full of like angst and wanting and just like heartbreak it almost feels like but and then you got john who's just being john which is awesome of course but i find so, like it, it's one of it's it's a great thing it's one of the songs I really like I enjoyed that they picked as a single so are you talking like, about the there's uh, another uh, Ryan to go back to your question like my reference point that I'm looking at only has Andrew Wells uh, on deception as far as uh, guitar feature yeah hmm interesting we could always do a Wikipedia search right here, right now, for the fans. That's exactly. What, I Let's get want, a Wikipedia guy on it right Wikipedia, now. Wikipedia, but that's, that's what I use. My sources, Wikipedia. <laughs> My sources. <laughs> but um, I mean, shit. We already know Andrew kills it. So if he did have something to do with it, fucking praise you, man. But yeah. I think that's all I have to say about the track. If, if anybody else wants to add, I guess we can move on to. The I mean, next we could talk about how everyone loves this song and talks about it constantly on a that certain Facebook page. But posting Swan, yeah, posting Swan. Which I mean, I do like the song a lot. It's, it's one of the I'm not hating on you for liking. I'm not hating on people for liking it, but like it is very it, talked about a lot on there. Hey, it's. Uh, I feel like it gets equal amount of hate and like like I, I see a lot of people not liking it but i think really? i think that's only because it was a single and it it's not like a heavy you know dgd song yeah uh, it definitely like, serves its purpose and i really like i dig it i yeah, no, it, it, like it has like it has a bunch of nice stuff like that. You know, that chorus is really catchy and all that. Like just like for me, like my my like inner like music critic just feels like it's like a single to draw in like more like new fans. Like like, uh, like that's just the vibe I get from it. Like like oh yeah, like like let's have that catchy riff to really draw them in. You know, it's mainly Tillian. John's like restricted to like a couple verses. 
you know, in like the same section kind of deal. You know, you got that, you know, that chorus, you know, it's about uh, heartbreak and all that. Like, I don't know, it just, like, all those factors kind of just, you know. And people were like, oh, yeah, this is, like, my favorite. Like, this is, like, the best DGD song or one of my favorites. And it's, like, I just feel like they have way better songs. Yeah, I think, well, this song, this song, um kind of follows like a basic structure like you get your your first verse chorus then it goes into like the post chorus that that becomes the bridge and that can be okay like yeah yeah, i think it i think it's good and it makes for a for a great song that people can sing along to and and really connect to yeah especially those who uh crash their car yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's a good single to get, you know, people in a DGD. Love it for that mm-hmm. much, at least. All right. But uh yeah, let's Shoot. let's move on. Cutting Zoo Justice. Woo! So this one does start. have a guitar feature and it features uh you guessed it, Martin Bianchini from mm-hmm. Secret Band. Yeah. So you obviously get those secret band vibes. Uh the song is super heavy. So we get an awesome delivery from John and a bunch of cool guitar parts. Tim has like a really cool little uh, bass line like during the bridge when the song kind of slows down for a second and then kind of picks back up. Uh, I don't know, Ryan, what, what you got? I feel like this song is definitely uh, John Mess doing his best Dr. Seuss impression. <laughs> 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 yeah. If you wrote his own Dr. Seuss book. Oh, Seuss said, yeah. Justice. Yes. All these animals fighting and battling. It's just like this is probably the closest we'll get to Dr. Seuss in a post hardcore song. Wow. That's a that's a I love that take. That's Honestly, <laughs> he should make children's books. He is like an artist and a lyric and he writes about crazy shit. Yeah, he, he oh, could be Doctor Seuss if he, if he really felt like it. He probably yeah. should become the next Doctor Seuss. You heard it first. Dude, that's I mean, my yeah. take. I'm out. All right, I'm out. Guys. MO team exclusive. I just I feel like I got a meme coming for this. I'm gonna have to do it. Oh, yeah. all right. The juices are flowing. She don't spoil here though, you know. Check it out on that. It's okay. It'll probably come out before this Instagram. episode comes out. All right, Petting Zoo Justice. Do you want to go, David, or should I go? Or do you have anything else to say, Shoot. Ryan? Yo, yeah, if anything, I would love to talk about Petting Zoo. So, do John, it, dude, this, like, this dude comes in firing on all cylinders. Like, I don't even fucking, I don't even fucking feel nobody. Like, he's just like, fuck all of y'all. Like, that's great. This man's, he's, he's on hinge. Like, he's, it's great. I love to see it. Um... You know, the good, yeah, like I said, you got Martin on it, you know, adding that secret band. It's super heavy. You know, if you like the heavy, screamy stuff, it's here. It's great. And then you got Tillian, man. Like, he gets this cool little, like, I don't know how you'd say it, but like, it's more like jazzy. Like, it slows down. And uh, it's paired, like, it's paired with the bass. Like, Tim puts down, like, a nice little number where it's like, dun, 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 Like, it's, 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 it's a nice little bass riff going on. It's a cool vibe. Shit, it's really dynamic. It's, it's, a uh, you know. So, I don't know. This song just has a lot of cool parts. And John just, 
you know, more recently, John was like, oh, yeah, I feel like a cartoon ter- character, like, in this weird-ass world kind of thing. And I, I just, Ryan's, uh, Ryan bringing up the uh, Dr. Seuss thing, you know, talking about animals and all this shit, like, I feel like it really comes together. Yeah, like, he really did this right, like, his uh, kind of Dr. Seuss story in this. And uh, Shark Dad cracked, wait, no. No, it was the kangaroo that cracked his dick in half. But, oh, yeah, the Shark Dad ate a fucking baby calf. See, like this shit's crazy. Like, I love it. Good song. During the uh, AMA, when they asked if like what literature inspired them, I think it'd be hilarious if John said Dr. Seuss. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, um, I think the I kind of I was kind of thinking about the placement of the song on the album, and I think it's you get exposed and betrayed by the game for like before it, which are both pretty Tillion heavy songs. They feature Tillion a lot. And then I True. feel like this song's kind of there to give John his due. He gets his own song after some very, after he has pretty light parts in the songs before, and not even a part in, in a exposed. Um, other than that, I'm just I, I love the guitar parts there. Um, and you definitely tell it's Martin Bianchini. Um, also the outro, love the love the outro. Um, yes, Cash. That's- I'm glad you mentioned that. But I got I just like that. Uh, I'm not trying to describe it, but like, obviously they're like chugging towards the sing end, it. Like, <laughs> no, I don't think go that high. But no, it's it. You know, it's like the it's the ending section where it's like dun 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 dun, and then uh, that higher that higher pitch sound comes in like to join it at the end. Like I don't know, it just sounds super heavy. I love it. <laughs> Anything else to say? Um, they should play it in concert instead of Betrayed by the Game for the 10th or 20th time. <laughs> instead of We Own the Night? I mean, I like We Own the Night more than Betrayed. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, no, yeah. yeah. <laughs> instead of... Uh, so that's, that's my thoughts. If I said instead of Carl Barker, would I be, um, like, would I have to go into, like, Exile? yeah. Carl yeah. Barker over almost everything. It's like the quintessential <laughs> DGD song, bro. I mean, I'd like I would, well, I mean, actually, yes and no. Actually, Carl Barker with Kurt. If it's Carl Barker with Julian. And it's like, I can't yeah. even, yeah, I can't even say it's overrated because it's just so good. But like, it's good. <laughs> it's yeah. But I don't know. It'd be cool to see this track. Like, it's a deep cut. So it'd be really interesting. Yeah. Live. Dude, I just love I love like everything about about Carl Barker. Like it, it starts off, you know, pretty crazy and then it, it's just like really fun. Then you get some awesome screaming from from Will throughout the song. And then like the ending, it kind of hits you in your feels. And I actually think I brought it up in our interview with Properties of Nature that Will says like like G's you, G's me, G's us, and I like I think that's hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, even just performing that line is crazy. Like I like how fast it is. But uh, I know the saying about happiness. But like I okay, I've never gotten that line. Like, uh, like you'd always say we'd win the lottery someday, so I wouldn't have to go away. Like, what does that mean? Like, is he like like bro? I'm going to jail. I need you to bail me out. Like, I, no, he's I joining the army. <laughs> I don't know. 
I don't know, man. I don't put too much thought into yeah, it. lyrics. <laughs> yeah. Especially Kurt lyrics. Well, I shouldn't say especially, like like but... <laughs> oh, wow. So uh, I, I don't put either. any thought into any <laughs> of these lyrics. Oh, my goodness. It's great. I love, you know, I love the lyrics, but, yeah, I think people try to put way too much thought into them. But back to Petting Zoo, petting zoo Justice. Are we, are we done with that? I think so. Unless anyone... I believe so. All right. We're going to get to, I believe, my second favorite song. I hope I put it in my top three because sometimes I feel like I just pull those out of my ass on those episodes. But You know what? I don't think you did. I don't think any of us did, and I really wanted... I thought well, I did. It was so hard for me to pick a no. top three. If I did, I think I just forgot about it. But like, I this is like definitely one of my tops one for sure. It's so good. Chocolate Jack Lip, that is... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, this not this track was a little slept on. Like it was a little slept on for me, but like now nah, there's like a lot of good stuff in this song. Dude, it, it's so great. Um, yeah. So this this song actually also features Martin, <laughs> which is kind of funny because usually the songs that that feature him are, you know, super heavy or you get um, you get something like Midnight Crusade where it's like super like fast and almost kind of feels punk rock. Yo, uh, this song Moses. this song is like poppy, so like you can tell that he that he has a knack for being as versatile as as Will is. Um, you know the the whole song's like a fun little vibe. And Cash, you mentioned you like the placement of uh, Petting Zoo Justice. Well, I like I really like the placement of this song because you know like when you're when you're starting from exposed. And betrayed by the game, like you kind of get in your like, you know, your feelings because one's kind of a ballad, the other one's kind of like a, almost like a breakup song, and then you go into Petting Zoo Justice, which is like super heavy. So this song is kind of like a little pick me up before the album ends. Um, you know, it has a has a great chorus. It's like super catchy. It's fun to like watch them perform this. Uh, live and like during the bridge like you know will gives us that little like hotline bling parody which is yeah <laughs> um that's a highlight yeah and then right right after that once like once john starts screaming like will continues doing almost like like rap style ad-libs like he's like uh-huh what so i, I thought that was kind of funny you know it's like, uh funny about the drake like reference though yeah like it's like hotline bling feels like that came out like year like decades ago almost and then like this song it feels like came out like i don't know like two years ago it's just so it's kind of weird like you know what i mean yeah like yeah, the that, 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 way tight and like little, flows yeah that whole little like section like what's up hotline bling what, what about it? that track i mean it like, like five or six i mean I mean, yeah, I think they came out at the same time, but it's like it feels like, but it feels like a Drake song. It feels like it came out like a long. They always feel like they came out like a long time ago. I think it well, came out a little before because the yeah. reason they did it was to poking fun at it because like it's all that they would hear like on the radio at the time. So which is hilarious. Yeah, but it's like this song doesn't feel nearly as old as Hotline Bling does, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's kind of the point I'm trying to make. Even though they came out like, I they both came out like. 
five, six years ago. So, yeah. So I feel like that whole part really comes together, like right, right after that part where like, you know, Tillian singing, but there's like almost like crew bra- like backing vocals, um, be like kind of like behind him and supporting what he's saying. Um, yeah, like that's probably my favorite part Actually, of the song where where he says like, "I'm just trying to be in my zone, like I want to be in control, no time for you." And yeah, like the I like that part too. yeah, the dude, the guitars on this song are epic. Like, I don't know, it seems like like they're quite the finger workout. They're just kind of oh yeah, tapping away. Obviously, the I drums was, are great. Um, I mean, I was gonna the, say the uh, guitars on the last two songs. They remind me a lot of like Eddie Van Halen, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah they kind of do have that feel. It's that Martin that's, vibe, that's, I guess. That soaring high end, yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say, like, based on that riff, like, leading up to like the release of this album, uh, the opening riff, or just that riff in general, because it's throughout the song. But the opening riff, uh, Will Swan calls that his Einstein riff, which I guess is his way of saying it's just very mathy or something like uh, that. Okay. But, um, <laughs> it's definitely, it's definitely some of the more impressive. I mean, he he's got tweets about it. He was all, he was all boasting about this riff for a long time before mothership even dropped so it's a, it's I mean, a great riff definitely 100 like, like the, the last thing that that i have to add is in the chorus you know when when tillian is singing the my body rolls like we get double pedal again which is kind of like a theme in this album like they used double pedal really well especially to like build and make kind of like these like big choruses or, or, like, have a certain part of, like, each song just kind of really stand out and give it, like, a big moment. And that's, yeah, that's all that I have to say. Who wants to go next? Hmm. Uh, I like the theme thing you brought up. Uh, what was it? So you said from Exposed and Betrayed by a Game, you know, that's, like, more chilly and heavy. And it's like, you know, you, you you have all your secrets exposed. You get in a car crash. You get dumped, sounds like, and uh, like me. Uh, and then, and then you don't even fucking feel nobody, man. You're you're down on your luck, man. But then chocolate jackalope, man. I don't know. It sounds like they went to a party and like, my body rolls, man. They're just getting lit. They're trying to drink away all their troubles, and then the end of the album you know changes but yeah i, I never meant, noticed that but like the theme you know kind of building and progressing like i, I, like I can that. see it as a party song for sure actually that's that's a really good point i kind of feel oh, that yeah, i always got that vibe with that intro or what was it yeah yeah the intro like no, it's really fun and bouncy it's a great feel-good song and i wonder if he wrote that that part of the chorus for him to body roll too <laughs> like when he goes, my body rolls like like he's just kind of like looking in the mirror and dancing I'm like yeah practicing all right my body rolls that'd be hard though like body i mean holding that. we got a shirtless picture of tillian this week and it looks like he's definitely been doing them body rolls for sure <laughs> oh my god yeah dude <laughs> the question is once you roll can you like can can he stop or do you just like always like captivated by the the constant rolling a body emotion stays in motion. I mean, yeah. Speaking yeah. of Einstein riffs, you know, that's Newton, but 
I, I, will, I would say that John Mess is a better dancer. I like, like, I really, I really enjoy his moves. Facts. Wow. Dude, <laughs> how about those uh, Johnny Craig dances? No, those are the those. I'm, I'm trying to think of who's worse, Johnny Craig or Kurt. Because Kurt had some really bad, like early two thousand, like emo lead singer like moves. Sean just does Macarena. The broken arm. Johnny just like, John, grows up. John does a lot. Yeah. Like, does like a wave, like a wave, like during the my body rolls, he kind of does like wave, like a wave motion with his arms. Bye bye bye. <laughs> John Mess is kind of the king of being stationary while his vocals like scream like a buzzsaw inside of a jet engine. Yeah, I mean, if anything, I think he has to. Yeah, yes and no. Like, like I, every time that I've seen him, like he's had he wasn't completely stationary. Like he'll have his moments where, where he's like engaging with the crowd or vibing off, off of the crowd. Which, like going back to the live stream, he didn't have anybody to vibe off of. So he kind of, like it kind of seemed like awkward he, and he really was stationary and like a lot of people were commenting on it but but he sounded amazing though so uh, I mean I've mess with I've, that. I've I've seen him a bunch of times he's always stationary or he walks a little bit but his arms are always doing yeah. something it's but it's almost his like voice, interpretive he, yeah he's but he's moving his mouth so fast he's doing his vocals so fast it's Kind of okay. I mean, some bands like the Human Abstract, Dillinger. There's like bands that just don't, you know, they they're more interested in like making sure their craft is perfect and they're giving it yeah. to you just like it is on the album, and that's completely fine. One hundred percent, I get behind that because if it was a, a situation where he wasn't moving around live and he sucked live, then it's like, okay, bro, you need to like fucking put some eggs in one basket. But it's not the case with John Mess. <laughs> um, John Mess is uh, seriously, sound-wise, he's one of the strongest like vocalists. He always sounds pitch perfect like he does on the record. Especially, and, um, especially this live performance. And there's definitely those bands who um don't move at all, all don't move at all and don't really do anything that complex either. And those kind of that's annoying. But sure. uh, back on the song. Um, one thing I kind of I've been kind of noticing is I feel like Will like throughout his raps, how many raps has he done so far? Like, has he done three or four, or more than that? So raps? I don't know, like one in happiness, couple in DBM. He did, he did one on, or he, or he did four. He did Power of the People, Spooks, um, yep. this he, one. He goes up sex. Uh, does, does that count? Yeah. Yeah, right. you can go. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, I had to think about that one. I forgot yeah. about that. That's the part at the end. Of yeah, yeah. Elder, Elder Goose. He really? Does, he, yeah, he has a couple in DBM too. And uh, I mean, I mainly just think of Spooks, but I guess you're right though. He does have a bunch of them. Yeah. Um, and he has the one in uh, he kind of has one previously Ponchisi too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, all right. So he has a lot of them, but I, I guess I kind of. I kind of feel like you can kind of tell like he he kind of goes between like a lot of different genres of raps when he raps though like this one is very is more like a auto tune like, kind of trap verse yeah yeah and like you know what? let me um I'm trying to think what were the other examples I had but like yeah that he I feel 
like the, one of them sounded more classic. I don't remember which one sounded like more like a cra- like a classic rap one. And then there's, I mean, Eagle vs. Crows kind of yeah sounds like it, up until Into the Sunset. I I, I would say Eagle vs. Crows is like his best rap verse. But I guess the, my point is like he's kind of like he's very versatile. Like in his rapping, way, yeah, in his rapping, yeah, yeah. Um, I think Tillian fucking kills this song um and then i love just the ending of the song like the how it gets so funky and like how poppy it is it just that's i think that's the best part of the song <laughs> to be, i mean like i know i mean like i like the hard stuff in the beginning but like, I, I think it just like vibes so well at the end and then i all the other thing is like i i've kind of complained before about like their abrupt endings because they don't feel that conclusive which is like fine because i think that's an effect but i, I mean like, they kind of have an abrupt ending on this one but like it feels like conclusive like the whole thought is there and so like yeah i just yeah i do like the song a lot so uh what is it i would just say that i I always find that line funny like don't be gross and i'll be good to you like (laughs) i mean sometimes you have to say that no i actually feel that real talk there's some situations um there was something else i was remembering but y'all kind of went on what was it i'm mad i'm mad i forgot it God damn it, dead silence what's up i'm sorry um ryan say something yeah while well, you think of it ryan what what do you think about the song did you Let's go ryan on the spot yeah i mean i don't think anybody mentioned the fact that you know he loves his little kitty um, oh yeah, I was gonna mention that too, but I totally I forgot. Mean, I mean, I I am a big fan of cats, and John Mess has won my heart over <laughs> being a very Advent fan of cats, and just the fact that he pulled a full Freddie Mercury and totally like fit us like his love for his cat into a song is like totally admirable. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, and if you've man. never heard if you've never heard that Queen song about his cat, you should totally check out that Queen song about his cat. Oh, I remember. Oh I don't remember what the song. I don't remember the song yeah. at all. But I remember like hearing, like yeah, listening to it, it before. But like one of their later albums. I think it was like on their last before Homeboy passed. But I will say, uh, yeah. I mean, it's a great song. It's probably one of the strongest introduction guitar riffs that we can probably get out of Dance Gavin Dance. I mean, the thing's just like strong enough to stand on its own that's why it just like leads us in it's a it's a really good song um i i gotta admire that tillian's able to turn a whole chorus just to based on like his body rolling i mean that's pretty admirable in itself but other than that um i haven't had much to say about that i mean lyrically it's great uh sonically like the sound like just the whole wall of sound is pitch perfect on this one like everything pops like everything's in its right place um, it's definitely one of the top songs on the album. It would be in my top three. I want it to be in my top three, but the top three that I have, they're locked because it's just it, this album is just full of bangers, in my opinion. Um, hell yeah, Ryan! But fourteen shapes and you pick the giant square. What is that like? <laughs> I mean, uh, anybody? It's like, the. It's, it's lyrics. Why, why are you gonna try to make sense of his lyrics? I gotta, man. I gotta. It, it, it's I mean, for it's, it's, it's the smartest thing, but 
you're, it's like it's like going down a rabbit hole full of LSD and ecstasy, dude. You're just gonna you're just gonna come out. Working. Oh yeah, yeah. Speaking of oh. that, uh, that uh, new music video. That shit was no, good. <laughs> Real quick though, I actually, I actually remembered that. Part. All right. So yeah, you don't have to go to a sponsor like, break yet. Go for it, dude. Oh. <laughs> no. Uh, so you're talking about like all the different raps in DBM too. And it's like, wow, yeah, there's a bit more than you you know remember. But it's like, if anything, I felt like Blue Dream should have had a rap verse. Like you know, <laughs> like after the chorus, like they have that little freak out with John. And uh, like if anything, I could I could totally see Will like breaking out into a rap verse like after the chorus, like. And with how like funky and R and B, like I don't know, I just felt like that would have been like a really good track to lay down some more rap vocals on it, or or some R and B shit, you know. Especially Moses. like, yeah. Has anyone sampled Blue Dream? Not that I, I like, know. Of, okay, that I feel like, cool. yeah, that would be that would be it right there. <laughs> uh, I know there's like the the reversed night night core version of it where like Johnny has a deeper voice, like yeah, it's down, you know, it's deeper and everything. Blue cream. <laughs> Special <laughs> blue cream. Oh yeah, we're supposed to sound like um, very white. Yeah, very white, yeah. <laughs> oh, that, shit's yeah that shit's dope. Uh, I like that. Very white like on the re- playlist this week, dude. Let's no, do like, it, dude. Honestly, yeah, shit. Like on Eagles versus Crow, you hear Will talking about like light up some blow on your titties and blow the rest in your face, and I'm like, bro, what if Will just busted out some like. But like fucking ho- like hookers and doing coke like I, I don't know, I get to see that on this one like I can see it man this needed wow. more coke and hookers man that's what this song needed all right but yeah um <laughs> but that's my they're gonna play the sunset strip soon David this week you are totally on like you're gonna get us a parental advisory sticker man you got foul mouth this week oh yeah. geez. <laughs> Hey, hey, it's from the band, man. Are we done with Chocolate Jack Loop? <laughs> I would say so. Jackalope. Very Texas yeah. thing. They We're wrapping up Jackalope now, right? Oh, one sec, one sec. Do, they, do they talk about Jackalopes in other states? Like a thing? Because they talk about Jackalopes a lot in Texas. I think it's just a Texas thing. Dude, I think I saw Jackalope once in Texas when I was in Texas, or I saw something and it was really weird. It looked like I a... mean, there is a what's up? A what? Oh, uh, so there's a bar in Austin where they have like a Jackalope like statue you can climb on, but I don't know. No, it, it definitely wasn't a Jackalope what I saw, but it was like a donkey with antlers, and it creeped oh. me out. A reindeer. Was it a reindeer? I don't know. Have you ever seen a reindeer? It's, well, they kind of look like horses with antlers or donkeys, but that's neither here nor there. That's that's a conversation for petting zoo justice. Right. <laughs> um, man of the year. Dude, so we get back to back to back guitar features from Martin. Is that pretty crazy? Nobody else is. I've done three like guitar features in a row on a Dance Gavin Dance album. Except for Will. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, man, this is that Garrett. What's up? Uh, so you were like, oh yeah, it's like 
usually you hear Martin on heavy songs, but oh, surprise, he's, on, he's actually on this other track that's, you know, a bit softer. Dude, this uh, one's pretty heavy. Like, uh, yeah, I think, no, it's all over the place. Yeah. So, so this is awesome. like a beast of a song, and there's really a lot to take in from it. Like, it starts off with that very gloomy intro, and it just, like, really takes off from there. Like, I dig how in the intro, the lyrics kind of paint this metaphor that being on tour is like the Odyssey or some kind of journey from Greek mythology. It compares, like, temptation from other women to, like, a siren song. You know, like, like sirens from, from Greek mythology... Like, they create this beautiful um, music, and you almost get hypnotized by it, but then, like, it, they end up wrecking your ship, and, like, you know, you die. Um, yeah, I, like, really enjoy the lyrics in this song. The bass line in the intro, like, almost sounds, like, really creepy. Um, like, that plus the guitar riff, like, really helped create that scene in the intro that that Tillian is kind of singing about uh both John and Tillian just really put their all into the song we get some awesome lows from John and Matt you know just kills it once again on on drums agreed man like especially the lead guitar you know like that's uh you know kind of assisting Tillian uh it really adds to the mood, especially, and I, I think it sounds really pretty when it just starts going, like, uh, it's, it was a nice transition. <laughs> but yeah, no, the intro is really cool. It's really different too. Uh, it's really, you know, it's a, I guess, I don't know, what would you call it? It's definitely soft, you know, it's really soft and it, it's kind of, it's like a starter to like, you know, what we'd get in like Strawberries Week, that kind of vibe. Kind of. It it sound it almost sounds like a soundtrack, like like something you would hear at the beginning or a sad part of a move like like a movie about like a Odyssey or something, like people on a ship, like waves crashing type of thing. Or like some, some kind of Game of Thrones vibe type of thing. And like like his lyrics kind of help, like help create that picture. Like Ryan, what do you think? I definitely, uh, uh, I appreciate the wordplay, like, with the siren songs and stuff, like, the Iliad, Odyssey kind of reference about the sirens that lure, you know, sailors from their ships. It kind of goes with the whole relationship thing. I think the song's moral message is being faithful and the consequences of what happens when you're not, because it's, it, you know, the beginning, it sounds like this is what he's heard. He's had these words spoken to him. He's had someone's heartbreak weigh this heavy on his soul. And it's like, it's one of the few instances, because even in the end, like, John Mess makes reference to, like, sucking sludge through a straw, I need you. Like, maybe it's like the, the, the cost and the consequences of his actions has caused him to turn to drugs. Or maybe it isn't even about relationships. Maybe it's a problem with, like, dealing with drugs, the siren song of drugs, like addiction. You know, there's lots of there's there's a lots of moral weight to this song with its lyrical content. I just I enjoy it so much because it feels like a story, like a story, you know, story time with Dance Gavin Dance. And while it's probably you know not as random and nonsensical as the Odyssey Iliad, you know, um, I feel <laughs> it's probably one of the strongest 
like if a song stands on its own, it's probably one of the strongest songs lyrically from both men. Uh, instrumentally, I feel like it's a uh, it's very grandiose. It's very epic. It goes from one end of the spectrum, very soft, very gentle, to this epic and you know climactic, just like wave that crashes over you, where just a whole song just crescendos to a point, and it's just it's great. It's a wonderful, wonderful, excellent way to end the album, and like Mothership deserves nothing less than something this epic to end it. You know what I mean? What if uh, during the AMA and they asked him what literature they they inspired them? They said uh, only the Greek classics. <laughs> that is funny because they said no literature. <laughs> uh, not like some fucking Bukowskiers. <laughs> yeah, which is funny because doesn't doesn't um, Tillian like mention reading like Faulkner and Rand in Lyric Slide? But I guess I kind of yeah goes with the that fact that pissed. sometimes lyrics lie. Yeah. I mean, I think he was, like, saying Rand and Faulkner is, like, a diss to people who do read that stuff. Maybe. Yeah, it was, uh, Yeah, I think that was kind of the point. But wasn't there, like, another author, too? Maybe I mean, they, re- they reference stuff, but I just don't think that... Yeah. They like sharing. They're like, something. you're uh, you're so cool because you studied abroad or some shit like that is the vibe that song is trying to... Or sarcastic vibe is what it's trying yeah. to give off. Yeah. Um, true, because the thing about like being born in a silver spoon and all this stuff. Kyrgyzstan. Stuff. Yeah, going to Kyrgyzstan. Like, who, who the fuck would go there? Shout out to all, all our <laughs> listeners in Kyrgyzstan. You don't have any listeners in Kyrgyzstan. <laughs> <laughs> Shout well, out to maybe our when you go there, go. Don't to go to Kyrgyzstan, I guess. What? Don't tell people not to go to Kyr. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I think Kyrgyz. I don't know. I don't know. There's. What if it's anything situation like that, I mean, Based the on one I know man. that you don't want to go to is Turkmenistan because it's like a dick, like a real brutal dictatorship. But like, I don't know about the other ones. Um, but I guess we should get back to Man of the Year. Yeah. Yeah. Man Unless of the Year. Unless you want to go veer more into socio-political topics. Wait, wait, which song's better? Uh, Man of the Year by Dance Gavin Dance or Man of the Year by Schoolboy Q? I'm going to go with Schoolboy Q, by the way. Yeah, I might just go... Um, Deadass, really? What about Man of the Year, the Robin Williams movie? Definitely worse than both of those songs, than both of these. Uh, Schoolboy Q, yeah, Schoolboy Q, Man of the Year is dope. Yeah, I was thinking about the Robin Williams movie, down. Man of the Year, which... Never seen it. Wasn't that great. It's like basically if Bill Maher ran for president or something, but um, it was kind of crappy. But yeah, man of the year. Um, so like this song for me, it's kind of interesting because like I don't really think about the whole song. I think about like parts of it that like I really like, like John's breakdown in it. Like, damn, that's that, that might be my favorite breakdown John's ever done. Um, Natillion's really strong in parts. Siren part. Um, out of the back and forth towards the end is great. And I like it when the chorus gets really fast. Uh, that's probably my favorite part of the song. Um, great part. I guess... Oh, that's... Okay. Sorry, I was trying I was, to figure uh, out what you thought you meant. But that's great. Yeah, I was not really that into this song till like, I think we did it. So, like, I was listening to it for this episode, I'll be honest. 
and now I, I'm goodness, really. Yeah, I, I've uh, definitely come around to it. More. Like I liked it before, but like I've come around to it more since I've looked into it more, grown a greater appreciation for it. Which I know it's definitely a, a favorite amongst the uh, the posters. For sure, I've always said yeah. it's like some top tier DGD. Honestly, it, it's really uh, a great song, uh, beginning to end. Just mm-hmm. strong, yeah, okay. solid song, all the way through. For me, Thank yeah, for a ride. I, like I appreciate on a boat it's, like, through uh, the Mediterranean on a boat from ride. Troy, <laughs> from Troy back to um. I don't know what is he from Sparta or something. There should be like a like a like a theme park ride, like kind of like a Pirates of the Caribbean in Disneyland, but it should have Man of the Year like like playing in the background. And you're so it takes, on a it boat. Takes the you Odyssey. Just from, it yeah. From, yeah, it just takes you from legit. Ithaca wow. to all the way to Troy, then to the that one bitch that one island with the Cyclops named Nobody. And they turned um, everyone into pigs and whatever, and his wife left him. <laughs> and then, and then your but dog then his, dies. But then he kills the his wife's new husband, and then they get back together or whatever. Um, we the should Odyssey start a theme park and make an Odyssey ride, and then immediately get a cease and desist from Disney. Well, no, it, it should be like it should be like animated by the the dude who did like the animated videos. His name's slipping my mind. But that would be really cool. Yeah. Where it's like the robot with human hair in the Odyssey. This episode's <laughs> going to make us sound so well read. <laughs> Poised and not too self aware. Um, but no. David, like, <laughs> can I just say something? Hi. Sometimes you like quote like Dance Gavin Dance lyrics and you sound like you're just quoting like you're that person who quotes uh, poetry. Uh, I'm the philosopher king. <laughs> I recognize. Um, <laughs> but, no, so Men of the Year, like I really appreciate it for like its lyrics, like, you know, Tillian being more like, uh, you know, more vulnerable, more, more emotional and like, you know, obviously more angry and spiteful and, you know, all this shit like. Like, if you prove to be a coward, like, feel the, what is it, fuck, he's basically, oh yeah, feel the wrath of higher powers, like, it's all, like, edgy, and it's like, you know, it's you feel that, it's like, yeah, if you cheat on me, like, despite everything we've been through, like, fuck you to, like, the ninth degree, like, and, yeah, you know, obviously, you know, we all form, like, our relationships, and, like, I'm sure, you know, we can all, like, you know, feel that some portion, just like, you know, if you were to be betrayed somehow, and, just you know that that aggression and that yeah that raw emotion and aggression just really comes out like and you know you lose it, I, like I, it's great because you lose that poppy persona and he's just like going at it he's like all gritty and, and aggressive and basically screaming all over this track and you know obviously john just knocks it out of the park with his breakdown and, uh you know and, you know everybody everybody knows that awesome low but uh i'm not, i'm curious about john's lyrics like he, you know, Tillian's obviously talking about like a, you know, betrayed relationship, but John seems to be like, you know, he wants to be subservient to somebody or something. I've always been really curious about that. What do you, what, what's y'all's take on that? You know, John's lyrics. Oh. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, I mean, even in that breakdown, like, say I'm worth it, I'm your person, 
so well versed in, you know, I'll immerse in you. Like, I, I think he's kind of, um, it's, it kind of goes on with, with what Talion's kind of, uh, singing about, even if it's not like directly, like, you know, like it's still kind of in the same theme of the song, which a lot of the times you don't even get that from Dance Gavin Dance. It's like, you know, no. two people singing two different songs. So when they kind of come together on like, you know, a certain theme, it, it kind of creates like, you know, something special, something we're kind of not used to um, seeing. Yeah. Sorry, I was just saying, like, it feels like two sides of a coin, like, you know, I'm talking about relationships. The most important part is when he says you can never, ever diss on this dick. Like, (laughs) (laughs) see, I don't know, like, you know, it's like different lyrics you can, like, interpret it from that, like, or, like, other lyrics I've read that was, like, you can't even write this shit or something like that, like, I I don't know, (laughs) like. I don't know about it. <laughs> I don't know. He says stuff I like. Like when he said, <laughs> when he said writhe, I felt that shit, man. <laughs> like I, I, like I just appreciate when you know John does like the stereotypical like screamer thing where like he just comes in like or fade, like you know, just like I don't know. Yeah, you you really don't hear that a lot from him. Just kind of elongate a word on a really heavy part um, you wanna eat you gotta eat right dude honestly that's like my favorite time he does like like my favorite line he does that on you gotta eat right <laughs> uh, that's just great <laughs> man did we just uh, finish the album off or does anybody have anything to add about man of the year I think the song it speaks for itself more than we could ever. Yeah, man of the year, more like podcast of the year. Oh, so what it took us to do in one episode that lasted like three hours, it took us like a month and a half between three episodes for Mothership. Yeah, has been a month and a half. I'm all about it, bro. I'm all about it. Well, yeah, I mean. We had a couple of interviews in between, right? Like almost in between each. Yeah, between every, I think like two or one, at least one to two interviews yeah. between each episode. For sure, yeah. But we did it, guys. We did it. We got through another album. Woo! So you know what that yeah. means? Party. Instant gratification. I'm looking forward to to talking Kill. about that. Is that really Your former second favorite? Yeah, that was my yeah, that was maybe my former second, sometimes first album. Did like it just really album? made me fall in love with the band again. And it was the album that really made me appreciate Tillian. I wanna get to acceptance speech. I wanna get to love that shit. Love that Absolutely. shit. But no, since you brought up instant gratification, it's the next album. I gotta say, like Literally, like, five years ago, I, like, found Death of a Strawberry. Like, it was, like, mid-July sometime. I don't know. But, like, deadass, five years ago, I became a DGD fan, y'all. So it's your anniversary? It's crazy. Yeah, about that time, dude. It's crazy. All right. All right. Yeah. No. Yeah, it's real quick. Like, how old are y'all for DGD? Like, I'm how five. Long? Honestly, 
<laughs> I might be 10 this year, now that I think about it. The very Jeez. earliest, I'm 10. But maybe I might be 9. I don't know. I'm either 15. Year, I'm either 15 or 14. I'm like a year. Like I got into them like a year after they started. Oh, yeah, I'm around 15, 16. He was so around, lucky, he, he liked them before they even were a band. He he saw them live once, and he's like, "Wow, they're awful." I'm a fan now. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. Yeah. It, it takes it takes a special amount of clout to be able to hear them before like Wissero came out, whether I liked them or not. When I saw them, oh yeah, there's that one like demo song, like that's even before like, Wissero. Yeah. There's a few of them actually, but yep. I don't think very many of them are that great either. Yeah. I'll be it's honest. Definitely, yeah, it's definitely not even like was zero good. Like it was definitely an early was zero good. <laughs> 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 it was a rougher. I mean, it was a rough DB. You don't have your Wizero goggles on. Like what? What was I listening to at the time? Like I was really into like Taking Back Sunday, and like I don't know. Thursday, Under Oath. So, like, I liked some, you know, I liked some heavy stuff, but not too much. But, like, what really turned me off when I first heard of them was Johnny singing. Like, it like it just sounded, like, so misplaced, and, like, he was kind of mumbling. He had a couple shining, shining moments. But like I said, after I heard uh, Times New Roman, I couldn't believe it was the same band, same singer. Like, he really polished, you know, his mm-hmm. his abilities. Dude, that that chorus will change a lot of minds. Yeah, yeah. I wonder sure. what I liked when I was, what like was that 2006? When I was 10 years old. <laughs> yeah, 2006, 2005. Maybe even 04. I don't know. Jesus. Nah, it can't be 04. David, how old are you in 04? <laughs> Two. Five. Five. <laughs> That's so weird. Hey, David, were you, were you born in this millennium? Now. Nah, I'm born in 1999. <laughs> February. Uh-huh. I'm still a 90s baby. I'm in the yeah, club. Yeah, you, you got most of the year, too. Guys. I'm an 80s baby. You're like 11 years younger than me. Oh, Honestly... Yeah. The late nineties where I remember like ninety eight, ninety nine, that was that was really fun. Like really awesome cartoons. And there's a good year. Uh, anime. Yeah. I just and um I don't know. I just remember the cartoons being really good. And that's it. That's all I worried that's about. Facts. Uh nostalgia. Yeah. Speaking of nostalgia, should we talk about this whole Marionette album right now? Let's do it, dude. Let's Our do it. Right. Let's dive deep, though, because we uh, we I think they deserve it. Yeah, they're cool as fuck. Well, our our second guest to ever come on the podcast, our buddies now in a marionette. They released what is the name of the album? Something Sunset on Our Generation, maybe. I'm like yes, totally butchering the the name. But it, it is awesome. Shout out to Nick because he sent it. Like, he offered to send it to us a while back. And I totally forgot. But, like, I think a, a couple of days before 
the album came out like or like the week you know like earlier that week i like hit him up and he he sent it to us so we got to like listen to it in full before it even came out and i know that that they're super stoked on it they're really proud of it and rightfully so like it's such a great album um he asked me if if i thought it sounded different like anything that from anything that they uh they've done and yeah for sure like they they really kind of took it up i don't know took it to another level there was one song um off of like the last ep or album that they put out and i can't remember the name of it right now shoot um uh well it wasn't was it baddest i don't know sorry let me let me look it up jesus uh yeah i, I don't know uh, well, but thank you. <laughs> yeah i'm just drawing a blank but it's really awesome like they they really like i said they really improved their sound and they made a like a album that's great from beginning to start like each song is a banger like it's kind of you know like hard to pick favorites but if i have to pick a top three um it would be throwing rocks which features andres on it forget about sad dre and reminiscent (laughs) nights which is the last song on the album um yeah it it's great and you know there's there's other songs that are like worthy of mention like screaming it's serious business that uh, features joey holiday from anamoria they have a song called poison but yeah like i don't know that the album's great they have a lot of almost kind of like michael jackson vibes and like yeah they just totally knock uh this album out of the park shout out to to their bass player ron because he kills it on base what would you guys think i think um i think the album starts off amazing like sunset on this generation starts off with the title track um it starts off really really strong throughout the album i i really enjoy that they blend like their uh, newer sound that they attained on their previous album but they blend it with their older sound and it just comes off very mature very robust and like I was expecting it to be a little more like lighter, but, but like upon listening to the whole thing, it still has some of that hard edge to it, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um yeah, I totally um I'm I, I vibe with it. Um just like uh Moses was saying, like uh screaming is uh, serious business part three with Julie Holiday, that's probably hands down like my favorite so far it's either between that or the opening track but i would have to say like the andreas uh, the andreas feature is amazing i love the kurt travis i mean i'm i was kind of guess i was expecting something different based yeah on, like, like i think it, i think we were expecting like a full verse or him taking over like the chorus of duty or even a bridge like yeah. a regular feature but he kind of just does backing vocals which is still a great song definitely <clears throat> You know, yeah. we want to hear it. We want to hear some Kurt, baby. I, I oh, wouldn't yeah. even mind if they like, like, uh, kind of did like a trading dynamic. Where yeah, a trading stuff. dynamic would be cool. But, but like, back, like I said, forth. it's still a great song. One hundred percent, dude. It's probably one of like easily like 
hottest summer release out right now. You guys need something to listen to. You need to check out that new Marionette. It's worth listening to. 100%. Yeah, definitely. I'm definitely throwing rocks. There is something about when on when Andres hooks up with this band because this is like the fourth song he's uh he's done with them, but they just vibe off of each other so well. Like the la- the last song was uh the single "Be Nasty." That that they did with him and like that that was my favorite song, uh, by a marionette. But now it's definitely throwing rocks. Like he just does this really cool little verse and you know it's not like typical Andres. Like he kind of gives it like a little R and B vibe, and then you have um, you know uh, Spencer just kind of doing like the backing vocals in in the second chorus before. No, in the in the first course before he takes over the second verse and yeah, it's it's great. I dig it. Um, I mean, I I guess I listened to this after everyone else did because I was busy as fuck this weekend, and um, I remember y'all were like, go listen to it. It's so funky. Yeah, I started listening to him like it's not that funky, but then it gets funkier the more you go into the album, which I think is cool. Um. <laughs> I was gonna I say like, it gets pretty funky. Yeah, it gets really. Yeah, it, it just it, it just like didn't start out as funky as I was expecting, and it did. And then um, right. I kind of I kind of feel like if you're a DGD fan and you're not that familiar with a marionette, I feel like you could definitely get into it. It's just a great album in general. And it's they did. I think they. I think they really kind of. I mean. I don't know how to describe it, but it's like I think this whole like going back to a more like wavy, like kind of funky thing while also doing, you know, the noodly guitars. I think they might have like perfected it and made an album, the album to like show that. You know what I mean? 100. See, the only song that doesn't sound funky is like the. The first song, like the oh intro. yeah, the first song. I think the second song. I, I the second song didn't sound nearly as funky as I was like, like the first two songs. I was like thinking like, eh, it's kind of funky, but not that funky. But it gets more funky. I think yeah. it gets more funky after that. I guess Golden Without You wasn't really as funky, um, as some of the other songs. But it it still it was more like R and B. Like it had that really cool yeah. like, free chorus like vocal effect on on spencer thing which i really did dug about the song but yeah one, once you get to modern disco 3 like it gets mm-hmm. it gets funky as you can get man like i kind of think this this is like a what is it like a sea change kind of almost like this is like the this might be like the album that people end up like emulating in the next few years I could I could see that it's definitely yeah. not one to sleep on. It's probably yeah. one of the it's top al- like top albums to come out this year. It's yeah. Good. Yeah, I was like, you know, I think y'all have like, you know, been fans of you know this band longer than I have. But like, how do you think it compares to other albums? Or like, uh, I know they have had a couple. I think already. This is their fourth album, right? Or is it the third? I think it's their uh, fourth it album. Might, it might be their third because some are like well, one's like, like an EP, longer EPs. I think. Yeah. Let me check real quick. Um, it's it's their third album, so 
Yeah, but it's definitely kind of like a like a newer vibe than oh, I don't 4, know, than repeating history. And like even I feel like even Evolution was still kind of sounding like some of their older stuff. And this is like a full new like this is like I think it's gonna mark like the true like like evolution of the band for sure. Yeah. Like where they're gonna take it from here on out, and I'm definitely looking forward to what they what they come out next. So like I would love to you know see these songs on a live setting. Unfortunately, with the current pandemic, who knows when that, that will damn be. Damn virus. Especially because they were supposed to go on tour with with the uh, Dwellings and was Andres on that tour too. Um, that would have been that's, dope. Like that's a, a daily question, right? That would have been a really cool. Yes. Really cool tour that to go to. That was a strong to. setup, man. Like I would have loved to hear some of these songs live. Yeah, it's like yeah. Now that I've like listened to you know some of their music, and it's like they had Andre, so they you know they could have done a couple of a couple of the tracks where he featured. And a huge ah, that would have been a great lineup. I hate it. I hate that I missed it. Guess that wraps up our, our little section on the new album. Go check it out. Um, Definitely. You know, purchase it. Support the band. They put out something awesome. Don't sleep on it. And it's no, great. Sir. It's a great album for the summer too. I'd say. For sure. Yeah. If well, I mean, a normal summer probably it'd probably be great. It, it's Just, a great house party. Like that's true. Albums, too, yeah. You know. Yeah. Like invite I mean, invite like yeah. four friends over, stand like six feet of yeah six feet apart. Wear your mask. Don't shake hands and have a good time. No grinding. Yeah. Oh. Well, grinding, but just don't use your hands. Come on. No um, no face to face grinding. <laughs> yeah yeah no face to face grinding. Boys, back it up on on your ladies. <laughs> For a change. Ass to ass. <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> uh, cool, um, okay, so Seafloor so came out with a new song as well. And a music video. Yes. The song is oh. called uh, Find Yourself. And dude, that intro goes hard. And it's about um, throwing stuff into Lake Michigan. Yeah. There, like, there's parts of the song, you know, that sound like what you expect from Seafloor. Like, you know, the Seafloor we all know and love. But there's also parts that sound like a completely different band. Like, you know, it's different than anything that they've done. Like, they get really noodly in that intro. There's, like, some 80s, like, synth vibe in the chorus. And oh, right the, uh, the keytar. Yeah, right. Yeah, the keytar. Right before the second verse, they go into this little, like, groove that has a funky bass riff. And, like, the bass kind of carries through that second verse and then that like lead at the end is just really amazing like i also really dig the artwork with a single um yeah like you know they they turned it up a notch for sure so congratulations to them on dropping the single and everybody go check it out to purchase that um, it, a great band 
One thing I I've got to gonna... say is that okay. I think the I think the music video is really funny because it was like an interview and we just interviewed them and I don't know it's just <laughs> it, it's something about it just kind of maybe like, they were throwing shade like, at the demo yeah team. maybe they were honestly were we need to make more memes talking about <laughs> dude yeah. we need a we need to watch someone that video someone catch up on the video like do they have yeah. a catch up or or a Heinz bottle with Ryan's name on it. I need everyone listening to this to just send pictures of bottles of ketchup to Seafloor Cinema. But I wanted to make mention, because um, I, I had the, the luxury of covering the song for an article on Scene Daddy. And they gave me a little background on the song. It, um, it just so happens that the song itself is called Find Yourself. And um, a band from, you know, up uh, from Placerville, up where they're from. Uh, was called Find Yourself, and unfortunately they're on the uh, dreaded indefinite hiatus, but they managed to help the band record uh, some like harmonies, and they helped write the lyrics, and they like provided some uh, guitar riffs to help like fully flesh out the song, like even the acapella section that's in like... Yeah, the they actually mentioned it on, on the episode we did with them in the interview. Nice. Yep. But I'm just I'm refreshing everybody. Uh, they even had sure. uh, they even had lyrics done for uh, the verse was done by um, shit. I'm totally gonna fuck this up because he just told me this like a fucking week ago. Uh, crap. I would have to dig for it. I can't even remember what the fuck he said. Damn it, Doug. I bl- I blame you 100% for this for giving me totally hard to remember information. That I oh yeah there it goes um, the verse lyrics were provided by Jeff Ryder of the Hollow Scene and it was a MySpace era Chicago band that he's friends with so it's like a total supergroup project that comes together on this song to kind of just create this really infectious poppy number that it's just it's good to hear you know I'm glad for the seafloor I'd love to see their success and I wish everybody would go check out their Kickstarter to help them provide uh, funds for their new album I would really love a full album from these guys because they tend to like to just release singles like month to month, maybe every so often. So it'd be nice to get another full album after that last one we got from them. Dude, especially based off of this song, like, Oh man, I'd really love to hear what else they got cooking up. Yeah. 100. I dig it. Oh, you know what? There's uh, one more thing that dropped. That's kind of big within the scene. A little band called The Fall of what Troy. Oh, fuck. I, that was they the one dropped I asked you track if anything else uh, I need to listen to. Yeah, they, yeah how could we forget? God damn Fuck. <laughs> they dropped a new track named We Are The Feature, and it's like the first song that they released in four years. Um, right? Gosh. It, it's a, it's an interesting one, but I really dig when it gets a little heavy at, like, the two-minute mark. Like, it kind of slows down and, and gets heavy. I think, um, uh, was it David? You were saying it kind of reminded you of, like, Doppelganger, but I'm going to have to disagree. I didn't really get Doppelganger vibes, especially from, like, the vocals. I got like, more, like, manipulator oh, yeah. vibes, if anything. But, but they have a reference to 30 Year War, which is like one of their first like albums that like the video. Mm. For sure. I think it's isn't that like their first band? Like 
the first version of their band, I think. Uh, Possibly. 100, dude. I mean, they have EPs, all kinds of stuff. They, they've referenced the 30-year war like a lot in their uh, body of work. Cool. Yeah, I'm going to have to go back and check that out. Um, but no, yeah, it's... like So I really like how this song t- starts out really aggressive. And, you know, the, the chords they're using and all that. Like, it's, it's great. Um, but, like, yeah, no, I think it's the bass and the drums that kind of give me doppelganger vibes. Like, just the whole vibe. Like... This whole track, this just listening to it, it, it made me think of a band that's kind of trying to sound like their earlier stuff, Loki. Like, not like, not like a, you know, not a disingenuous. Like they're trying to do a thing, but like, oh, my reaction was like, oh, this reminds me of earlier stuff. Like, uh, uh, it was cool, especially, <clears throat> you know, you, you kind of see that with like older bands. It's like, oh, you know, oh, they've changed so much since their first sound, but oh, you know. I just got that sound really genu- genuinely from here. <laughs> I don't know about y'all, but I have no idea. <laughs> of course, Cash. Of course, man. You gotta check it out. It's uh, it's a cool. I will. It's, it's just like after like nothing. You know, after four years since the OK, which I, I, I appreciate that album. You know, it was cool to get a nice track and you know something aggressive enough and you know had like a cool solo to, you know halfway through and it, it really shows like you know, they're still like they're still keeping that aggressive uh weird sound going for them yeah unfortunately i wasn't that into it so you're not really missing out cash but like uh, at least i hope that means we get like more music from them and uh you know hopefully they come out with something a little more I guess melodic, like singing wise. That's kind of like one thing that I that I dug is like the instrumentation, but like the singing that goes along with it. Yeah, maybe not the strongest when it comes to singing. I mean, I'm, I mean like the the screaming and the heavier sections. And like I said, that solo is pretty cool. But it seems to kind of like meander a bit, like towards the middle and end. Like I notice. I like I like that little like sardonic kind of like creepy melodic little piece he does. It's kind of it kind of like offsets and lets like the like the complex drum and bass and guitar rhythms in the background kind of stand out more. But I like I like how haunting it is. I feel like it's a really strong track. I like it a lot more than stuff I heard from OK, which I feel like with even like with. 16 different variations and versions that came out with that. I feel like this is a nice direction for the band to go in. Yeah, like, I, I definitely appreciate the direction of it. Like I said, it was pretty, like, in general, it was just kind of refreshing. You know, I was surprised, like, you know, they went that way, especially from, like, OK. And, and I know it's like, you know, OK is, like, a little polarizing within that band base. I don't know, like, I think there's just good stuff. Like, <clears throat> if anything, I'd recommend giving it a, a listen. Just to, you know, freshen up on it. Sure. Why not? That's your home, um, Brian. Okay. Are we done with that? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's hit that music video that just came out. Uh, which one? It was one uh, in a million. A music. It was indeed a music video. 
Yes. It was definitely, uh, it felt like something from like, you, you get like, uh, you go on Newgrounds back in like 2005, you'd find some flash cartoons that <laughs> looked like half of this video. The mm-hmm. other half, like digital stuff, like it, it's a little uncanny. I don't know what's up with the shape of that bull's head. I don't know why he's got a dickhead, but um, <laughs> kind of reminded a, me of he's uh, a dickhead, bro. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of claymation, but like done digitally. It's kind of weird like that. Yeah. I kind of like the like overall message or like theme, you know, like hugs. Like, yeah, sure, but like this guy like oh, it kind of reminds me of Mad Men like where this guy was like so involved in in his work and he was kind of like a dark like shitty dude, like shitty to his family and then like at like the last you know like at the end of Mad Men like Don Draper no, just kind of joins the spoiling it whatever. <laughs> oh shoot, sorry. Spoiler alert, but also if you haven't seen it yet then, you know, fuck off. Um <laughs> the show's been out forever. Yeah, but there's yeah, a million like, shows that have been out forever. <laughs> <laughs> then you know the the that the bull or Gav maybe it's Gavin, I don't know. Just kind of goes into like this drug-induced universe type thing, and but then the universe becomes the universe. Yeah, it's pretty pretty interesting and cool. I guess very uh, uh yellow submarine esque, but I think is this gonna be the uh, band going into psychedelia? Could be good. Could be I mean bad. they've always kind of been into that and. Especially like um, John and and Tillian aren't shy about talking about psychedelics and stuff. Well, I, yeah, I mean, but like um, their actual sound. I mean, one in a million wasn't, but every now and then, there like some songs kind of have that vibe. Like, well, every, I mean, yeah, even, I mean, like happiness. they had the vibe, but I mean, like you know, there's a whole spectrum of that. But I guess I'm not that worried about that. It's more of a open-ended question are they but. the fish of the post-hardcore scene is that what you're asking yes yeah, so are they going to become a jam band that just tours and fields and shit like that <laughs> maybe who knows but as far as like changing their sound or whatever i don't yeah i, mean, I don't think so i was this is just more of an observation about their music video compared to other bands who've had who would do that style music video is more what it is but go on that's all i have to say about the video all right any anyone else have anything or no we could go uh, and listen to if you want Add up for that. Okay. Um, recent listens. Who would like to start? I can go if you all like. Go. Okay, Ryan. Go. All right. Cool. Um, my my good friend, uh, Go Chef, just came out with a brand new uh EP. It's called uh Dark Web Dank, and if you're into like spooky wave dark wave kind of stuff like with like eight like an eight bit 
crush kind of feel like it's definitely worth checking out it's more uh, of an instrumental but um it sounds like uh video game music like on like the like darkest dankest like antidepressants it's really good i really enjoy it um other than that i was uh giving uh he is legends uh suck out the poison album a re-listen big fan of that album really good stuff to be found they have this song called serpent sickness which it's really cool because they like reference the three little pigs and it's just there's just something about like a dude screaming about little pig little pig let me out it's just <laughs> super epic and awesome um other than listening to the new marionette and the new fall of troy um i was listening to uh Greeley estates i don't know if you guys are familiar with the arizona metalcore band but um they have like a very long story discography that kind of just goes from like melodic post-hardcore to just like full-blown aggressive metalcore to like borderline deathcore they have a very expansive very different uh discography lots of different flavors you know i could pick any album and from one end of the spectrum to the other they all have their own little unique sound to them i'm just really digging on that um i've been doing a lot i've been writing a lot about like old school bands so i've been listening to like a lot of like sky eats airplane um Play Radio Play, Drop Dead Gorgeous, Scary Shout Kids. Out play Radio Play. Yeah, he's all he's he goes under the name Analog Rebellion now, which is a That's little more. He's a little more mature, but I still dig the fuck out of it. It's really good. It's more. It's like super true, indie rock vibes. Yeah, it's like the true successor to Postal Service. If you want something that sounds like Postal Service, go check out Play Radio Play, Analog Rebellion. It's really good primo stuff. I was listening to Scary Kids Scaring Kids because the city sleeps in flames turned 15 this year, and I was really bummed I didn't get to go see their show. But, yeah, that's about it for me. I, um, who wants to go? Uh, I'll go, I guess. Um, what have I been listening to? This band, Glow, not Glow, G-L-O-W, but Glow... G-L-O-E. Um, they're this kind of like shoegazy math rock band. Uh, they released like an album earlier this year and have kind of been digging it. Uh, this other band called Sauce. Uh, they have like some super Chon vibes. I think they also recently came out with like a single this year. Uh, Boy Pablo came out with a single last week. Really chill summer vibe. Um, been listening to a lot of uh, Wrist Meets Razor, Porter Robinson, Macari, Dreamhouse, TV on the radio. Um, I don't know if you guys know that. I mean, I've, everybody knows that band, Fun. But before that band was a band, their vocalist, uh, Nate, um, was in this band called The Format. That was really great. And um, I think I've heard of them before. Yeah, they're they're dope. Um, shoot, what I can't remember the name of of the other guy in the band, but he started off in this band called Steel Train uh, from New Jersey. They were signed to Drive Through Records, and and they were great. And I remember being into them like back in the day, and to see like what that what this guy like became, like he. You know, is like the 
main writer and producer of like everything that Taylor Swift has done, at least like the last three albums, I believe. And he also was a producer and co-writer of like Lord's uh, last album. So he's like really moved up in the world and shout out to him. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. What else have I been listening to? I guess that's pretty much it. Like Alisana also like they've had, they had such a like, great discography and like even though like they're kind of like look and aesthetic would turn me off because like i don't know i'm just not into those kind of bands like i remember seeing them at warp tour well i think while i was waiting for like saves a day which is you know like just a bunch of regular dudes wearing jeans and t-shirts and like uh, yeah i was waiting for them to play and came all asana like i knew who they were and I knew what they looked like, but they totally won me over with their live performance. So, yeah. Um, I don't know, David, what you've been listening to? Um, so, honestly, I've been all over the place this week. Like, shoot, uh, listen to, like, from, I'd put on, like, the pop station, honestly, just to hear, like, you know, what's, like, what's, like, the current pop? Like, can I still say pop shit? Like, you know, let me actually find out. You know, so I'm listening to a bit of that. <laughs> so, you know, listen to a bit of that. Uh, I don't know, some catchy stuff here and there. It's like, whatever. And then some stuff that's more uh, indie, uh, like the song called Black Dog by Arlo Parks. Uh, some nice stuff. It's it, it's listed as R&B and soul, but, like, it sounds like some shit like Kurt Travis would write or, you know, sing on. So I don't know. But yeah, you know, some nice chill stuff like that. Uh, let's see, of course, I checked out the new Fall of Troy. You know, I enjoyed that. Uh, I So uh, I know Ryan and Moses, well, I think in general, we talked about If I Die First. And, you know, they released an EP not too long ago. And, like, that shit's pretty dank. You know, I finally got into it. I'm, you know, shit, I'm sad I slept on it. It's a great album. Check it out. Or EP check them out what uh, was your favorite song from the from the ep if you remember or can pick one out shoot let's see let's see i'm trying to pick up the album real quick uh, burying a parent I'd, so <laughs> uh, I'd probably say where needles and lovers collide <laughs> That's great. That's actually their first single. Uh, little fun fact: "Bearing a Parent" was like the first song that they they had written together. Nice. Yeah. It's, amazing. it's, amazing. it's such a, like a it's like a broad demonstration of like all of their skills. Like it's really good. I like it. It's yeah. such a good it's such a good song. Um, but my favorite is definitely "Is It Me or Your Secrets" that keep you up at night. Like I uh, love that intro. I think that's mine the, too. Love the chorus and, and like just that outro. It gets a little heavy. I think that I think that song's kind of like a better example of uh everything that's in their skill set. Like there's just a lot going on in that song. For sure. And uh dude, uh what is it? I've been listening like I said, I'm uh, uh, sorry. <clears throat> sorry. So I've been like all over the place, like so, like lo-fi shit, you know, instrumental stuff like that. 
Then I'll go to like Bless the Fall. Uh, they have this really cool song. What is it? Guys like you make us look bad. Like that's a, a nice mm-hmm. little heavy banger. I'd recommend that track for sure. Like it's, just, it's you know it's like heavy from the start. It's a good track to get you pumped up. Give it a listen. Uh, and honestly, so. Yeah, I know we've talked uh, video game soundtracks here and there with bands like uh, Swim Gustavo. And, I, you know, he even brought up, like, Sonic the Hedgehog, that series. And I'm sorry, but, like, the, the soundtrack to Sonic Unleashed, like, I went back and listened to the tracks. And it's it's honestly like one of my favorite soundtracks of all time. So, like, I'd recommend, you know, just give it a listen. Like, it's it's an, it's a, an album of music with that's so varied. Like, you have orchestral shit, stuff that's, you know straight up more electronic you know or then you can have straight up you know rocking tracks that you know sonic's like you know known for especially in main themes or you can just have like straight up like jazz pieces and or strip stuff that's you know piano driven so I, I don't know it's there's a lot of great music check it out uh but yeah that's just a bit of what i've been listening to cool cool hey cash before you get into uh your list there's one more thing that I listened to this week. Um, it wasn't really music, but our buddies in Properties <laughs> of Nature, uh, we interviewed them last episode. They started yeah. their own podcast, and they just dropped their first episode. It was actually recorded before before we interviewed them. They gave us a little like shout-out while they talked about uh, having, you know, like, like, oh yeah, we're gonna go on the demo team podcast pretty soon. But anyways, to if anybody has or whoever's listened to that episode, like, or or the episode where we interviewed them, dude, they had me laughing the whole time. They're very charismatic, very funny guys, like a group of cool dudes. And it was like the first time we had a whole band come on the episode. But needless to say, their their podcast was just as funny. Uh, they had a bunch of good stories. One that included a uh, scaring John Mess. So <laughs> definitely check it out. I'm really looking forward to you know hearing more stories, uh, more songs by these guys. And I, I think they're like trying to do a bunch of stuff like Twitch streams and YouTube videos. Uh, they're just really trying to like create a good relationship with their listeners, and honestly, that's the way to do it. To be honest, definitely. Also, listen to their new uh, double EP, um, <laughs> uh, Wolves, Wol- and Wolves and Business Suits. Great album. It's definitely worth a listen. If you if you didn't if you weren't convinced on the last episode of us, you should definitely. We're telling you now. Get on Shout your Spotify. You don't listen, in, to, listen it. to it. David is going to show up at your front door and sing Taylor Cheats at you. Say. Yeah. Which <laughs> some people lot. might like that. Some people are very into David singing, as we found out this week. Oh, my. <laughs> I just want to ask, are you okay? But people, message us what it. you want to hear David sing on the next episode. Oh, yes. God. He'll do it. We'll make him do it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir, I guess. <laughs> All right. So I appreciate y'all. <laughs> All right. Um 
So I uh, spent a lot of this week driving around East Texas in a car with that aux capability. So I listened to pretty much only country this week. So let's let's get into that. No, I'm just playing. Um, I I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. I mean, I did listen to some. Wow. some li- they listen to some Latin stuff, but because um, of that. But yeah, um, the main stuff I listened to this week was uh, Pale Dusk which is a Japanese metalcore band. Really cool. Um, I think kind of give me bring me the horizon vibe, but like definitely way more fun than that. Um, definitely check out Pale Dusk. Listen to a lot of Post Malone, um, which, I mean, if you live in Dallas, you're going to listen to Post Malone like all the time anyways, but I did a little more this week. Um, listen to Porter Robinson. <laughs> Who, Dude, that was on my recent list. Post Malone? No, Porter Robinson. Uh, just now? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was. I think I zoned out. I zoned out during uh, recent list. <laughs> Sometimes. <Dude. laughs> I'm sorry. And No, it's like really funny because like I'll go, I'll edit the episode and I'll go through it and I'll be like, um, fuck, we talked about this band and I just totally ignored it. <laughs> But my bad, yeah. Porter Robinson, uh, I love Porter Robinson. He like basically combines like a lot of the elements of EDM. I'm really into. Um, I found these orchestral versions of uh, Dance Gavin Dance songs, which I thought were they're pr- they're pretty cool. Uh, they're on YouTube. Um, at I believe Bloodsucker, Uneasy Heart, Uneasy Hearts, and another one. Yeah, and they were really cool. They're cool. They're, they sound a little too much like they like someone just kind of threw them into like a something and just put uh, like strings over it or whatever. But like I liked it. it it's it's cool. I, I found like some other some other YouTube pages where they're doing like orchestral versions of songs, which I do enjoy. Um, I listened to a lot of Prince this week. Um, I listened to television. Who, if you don't know who they are, they're um, a they were like a proto new wave band in the 70s, but like they're really jazz influenced, and so they have like they're they were doing like noodley guitar like before, like it, before anyone back like, back in the 70s, and their uh, great their first album is just like really awesome. You should uh, give it a listen sometime. I don't know, man. The Carpenters were pretty noodly. So were when did the Carpenters come out? Uh, the 40s. The 40s? I'm just bullshitting, bro. I don't know. Why do birds suddenly... I don't even know who the fuck the Carpenters are, but... the time to hate on old music, Moses. What's up? Why do you always take the time to hate on old music? Dude, I love Dude. Carpenters. I mean, I, <laughs> I don't even know who the fuck the Carpenters are. I just think that song, but that song's terrific. I wasn't, I wasn't shitting on the Carpenters, bro. Shout you out to the Carpenters. They sing that song, Why Do Birds Suddenly Appear? Yeah. Which is Homer and Marge's from the Simpsons wedding song. If you oh, yeah, I remember that. Uh, I only know it from, like... I think it was on the Starsky and Hutch soundtrack, like the the remake movie with uh, Owen Wilson and Ben Stiller, which was really funny and highly underrated. Hey, Snoop Dogg, way better than I expected. Snoop Dogg was on it. It was it was funny. They had cool cars. 
appreciate that. Um, I have like a special attachment to it. it. It helped me come down from a really uh, really bad experience. We gotta we gotta tell Cash if you haven't seen it, you gotta do it. Do it. Just do it. I've seen it. Pop the trunk. Do I just it. Don't. I just didn't really think that much of it, but. <laughs> well, you need to watch it again, bro. All right, maybe if when it comes on Comedy Central, I'll check it out. Do it. Do um, it. Pop the trunk. Do it. Do it. I listened to <laughs> Mark Ribolet this week, who's like a Who? EDM artist. Mark Ribolet or Ribolet. I don't know how to pronounce his name because I think he's French, but he's from he's an EDM artist from Dallas, and he uh, um, all his stuff is just like in, improvised shit. I pretty much discovered him like this week because he had a video with Erica Badu where they're just like jamming out, making songs. That was really cool. Um, I somehow listened to a really odd amount of George Michael this week. Um. Rest in peace, I guess. Uh, listen to the Chromeo Quarantine album, which not really by my own will, but it was, you know, something for sure. And then uh, the Quarantine album, I don't really like Chromeo that much in general. They're kind of, I mean, like I've seen them before, but they have some bops, but Needy Girl, the mm-hmm. bop back in the day, bro. Eh, I don't know. It's uh, like, I think Night by Night is probably like the best thing that they ever did, and then. Was you know, footwork. It's all right. Or is do they have a song called Bonafide Lovin'? Probably. Wait, have we talked about the their quarantine album on here before? No. I feel like someone's mentioned them. I don't. Uh, if you mentioned Chromio, we would have been having this exact conversation. I That's don't think true. anybody's checking on Chromio in 2020. I'm, yeah, that's true. Not even that needy girl, dude. That's what's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody cares. I mean, shout out to Chromia, the good thing that you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're they are what they are, I guess. I don't know. They're no like you know, death from above, 1979. But you're right, they're not that at all. That unfortunately, there should be more death from above, 1979. They're no but. Toro y moi. They're no touche about it. Toro Imoa was a shit. Fuck yeah. Yeah, they're pretty good. But um, shout out to Chad. Shout out, shout out to George Michael, though, dude. What were you listening to of George Michael? It's Why like, he... somehow I ended up listening to, like, his three biggest songs. Or, like, I listened to uh, what are the, the, whatever the sex song was. Careless Whisper? <laughs> no, not Careless Whisper. Well, I did listen to Careless Whisper, I'm pretty sure. But I listened to, um, was it, You Gotta Have Sex or whatever that song is. Gotta have faith. No, all right, wait, <laughs> never mind. No, I, well, I I to, there's the there's <laughs> some song where it's like about I don't remember. Uh, oh, keep rolling that one. Keep rolling, 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 roll. roll. <laughs> Let me look it up real quick. Well, what was that? Uh, I was like, what was that band he was in before he went solo? Wham. Wham. Yeah. Wham. I have. Yeah. I have I have their, like, I think I have their album on vinyl. I like stole it from my from my lady's uh it's father's uh, vinyl collection. Um it was the first cassette released in China from the West in the eighties. Nice. And it, it took down Fun communism fact. single Yeah, that's that and um that Scorpion song. Here I, I go again on my That's not Scorpions. That's, but um Scorpions is uh oh, oh, uh no, it was. Uh, they, made whole, song by they made a whole podcast uh, about it. Like, again on my own. <laughs> Snake, you fucking. Yeah, heathen. that is. 
Uh, but they made that. Uh, oh, oh, don't need nothing but a good time. Yeah, that one for sure. Or but they, did, they, they did make that like podcast about that song. They they said like took down the Soviet Union, which was really good. I listened to that one. Um, had winds of change, right? Yeah, winds of change. That's the that's the uh, podcast. Yeah, I, that was I, I, that was a really cool podcast. You gotta love Germany bands from 1965. <laughs> yeah, Kraftwerk. They, they also did Rocky like a hurricane. Yeah, they did a lot of stuff. A lot of did, uh, stadium Here I anthem. go again. Don't need nothing but a good time. Yeah. What well, what other Great songs joke. did Motley Crue come out with? Eddie uh, <laughs> <laughs> Rose says it's storm. <laughs> One day, dude, this is just like really yeah. robust, like glam metal purist from like that's like 45, 50 years old is just gonna just beat the shit out of you with a bar of soap and a pillow with the, with his like heroin needle from like. <laughs> 1982. Whenever, uh, whenever Moses goes off on these rants, sometimes I think to myself, like, he probably hates Fast and Furious movies, too. <laughs> Dude, I don't watch Fast and the Furious movies. I will say that yep. uh, once, once Dwayne The Rock Johnson got involved, those movies became watchable. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw one in theater, and I saw the first one. And, like, I, I'm interested in watching Tokyo Drift, and that's about it. Oh, that Tokyo Drift song. Was it Walk On, Walk On? The Teriyaki Boys? Uh, Teriyaki Boys, yeah. What about the Jerky Boys? Jerky Boys? The You're a Jerk? The Jersey Boys? You're a Jerk. Is that the Jersey Boys I'm thinking of? (laughs) The guys that used to prank call people? Uh, Frankie Valli in the Four Seasons? That's what I meant. All right, we're we're meandering over here. Uh, My final (laughs) one was Lauren Hill. Hey, it's no Fiona Apple, but I'll die on that. Better watch no, out. Hey. No Fiona Apple? What the fuck? Yeah, what, what does Fiona yeah, what Apple Fiona Apple? Lauren Hill? What the fuck? Uh, mainstream, <laughs> white, mainstream pop singer? Fiona Apple? Not, not even. Uh, fetch the bolt cutters? I guess, is like Fiona Apple the like white man's Lauren Hill? Is that what no, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure she's white, though. That would be uh, <laughs> Amy Winehouse. Celine Dion? Yeah, oh, Celine Dion. Amy Winehouse is in a like wheelhouse of her own. Yeah, shout out Amy Winehouse. But Lauren Hill's dope. Um, yeah, uh, that Fugees album. That yeah. was like, probably my favorite like rap album ever, if it counts. Which I think it counts. This is going to be the longest playlist ever. <laughs> nah, it's right. pretty short this week. Well, it's gonna, you, uh, like, you... Ryan, you named literally every band that was on like Warp Tour circa 05 and 06. Bitch, you weren't here last week or the week before. Yeah, well now we have to add all these. I was listening to Drop Dead Gorgeous and um, I don't know what what other bands do. Greeley Estates, Adair. I didn't say Adair this time. I said that like Static Lullaby. All time low. See, this is what we were talking about last week, Cash. Remember, I was saying like I tried to. I've been branching out, and then I go back because I've been working on an article, and this motherfucker over here, he's got to get every sticker bush up his ass about what I picked. No, those bands. Those <laughs> hey, those bands are great. I'm just saying, like you literally named like Apple, and you get you get all bent out of shape. Sixty-five. Well, that was. I think that was kind of fair. That yeah, that Apple one was fair. That was pretty. Like, how, like, that was pretty well, out there. What made you like name drop Fiona Apple when we're talking about Lauren Hill? Like, 
uh, bewildered. I'm sorry. I I didn't know that uh, people were who are talented and like you know pick can't your, be compared. Pick your melatonin, bro. It's just the. I think it's just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just the '90s connection there. I think that's it. That's that's about well, it. But yeah. Fiona Apple yeah. even seeing like, what if God was one of us? I'm a cr- no that uh, uh, no criminal. Yeah, or I get a little that's pill. It. Damn Moses! Come into just, my window. Moses, <laughs> Moses hates hey, uh, the ironic. David when <laughs> So yeah, let's, let's listen to this baby before Moses just please. like insults everyone's music taste. <laughs> That's why you love it. It's not because you could get people infected. It's because you're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, my it's my social media is Ryan slash slash at Instagram. You can find me there. You can find me on Twitter, Ryan slash slash one. You can find Moses Hashtags. on Instagram. At hashtag <laughs> Moses, where are you from, dog? Uh, through being Mo on Instagram. Finstagram. Finstagram. Find my Finsta. Oh, and I'm Shadow XMO on Twitter, I guess, but I don't really use it. Give me a reason. Hashtags. That that's Ryan's reason. Give hashtag. me your top. Three worst hair metal bands, or or best, whatever. <laughs> he won't listen to them. <laughs> I might, I might. He might fuck around, hurt himself. Moses, <laughs> <laughs> you may be an asshole, but you're my favorite asshole. I love you. <laughs> I, I love how every like hair metal band song He's starts right. with like a motorcycle revving, like. <laughs> okay, you know, they don't have enough of that in music anymore. That's kind of transferred into rap, rap fuck now. It. David, give your us your social like, rant some more. Uh, so you can find me on Instagram at Pottinger.david. Um, for Facebook, you can find me at David Pottinger. Hit me up. Let's chat. Check All out right. his OnlyFans for videos of him twerking. <laughs> to uh, Motley Crue. <laughs> Obviously, it would be rat round and round. Come on. Round it. <laughs> Come on. Feel my the noise. <laughs> <laughs> all right gentlemen ladies and gentlemen thank wow, you wow you totally forgot about me but okay <laughs> okay let's get cash spicers fucking you don't even plug our socials our, our collective socials bro if they're listening to us they probably know it because that's who's watching right. who's listening hit me up uh let's at be honest who cares about our social media on instagram and then uh demo team podcast on right. facebook instagram twitter youtube Cash- um <laughs> Uh, David, what's the hot new uh social media coming out right now? You're young and hip. TikTok. No, TikTok's like He's banned now, right? Now. It's over. It's done. TikTok, you've been canceled. David, let's both just run out of here right now. We can leave, dude. <laughs> we don't have. Okay. To <laughs> All right, that's it. Right. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Demo Team Podcast. Have a lovely day. Home sweet home.